Welcome to the new episode of Elwed Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwed, and I will be your host today. Join me in this episode where we talk with Brittany Dry. Brittany is the founder and editor-in-chief of Love Inc., the leading equality-minded wedding blog and print publication. Her inclusive efforts have been celebrated by the New York Times, Forbes, The Advocate, Out Magazine, Refinery29, New York Daily News, Cosmopolitan and more. She is a founding editor of the Isle Society and a member of the 2018-19 North American Advisory Board for the International Academy of Weddings and Events. And in 2019, she was also the Note Pro Educator. In this episode, you can get to know Brittany. We will talk about the inclusive wedding market and the trends she sees from the editor's point of view. What will be popular in 2022 and beyond? And now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Elwood Talks. Today we're talking with Brittany Dry, founder and owner of Love Inc. magazine. How exciting is this to be talking to a fellow editor? And so today we will be talking about trends from the editor's point of view. But first, let's hear a little bit about Brittany. So Brittany, if you would like to tell us how you started, how what led you to your current career path? Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be on with you today. Um, always a treat to chat with a fellow editor, especially about fun things like trends. Yeah. Um, but I started Love Inc. back in 2013. I had always mm -hmm. been in the editorial space, um, working in print magazines and then switching over to digital media. And I had taken, taken on a few freelance clients within like the wedding blog world. Mm -hmm. And I realized that... Um, There was just a void for truly inclusive content. Um, mm -hmm. Love Inc., our mission is to create uh, equality-minded content. So that is equally representing LGBTQ plus and hetero couples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just kind of diving in into the wedding editorial world back in 2012, 2013, I saw that all the content was geared toward hetero couples mm -hmm. and um, or it was just specifically for LGBTQ+, which I think is is great. There's definitely a space for that. Um, mm -hmm. But no one was being, you know, totally inclusive, um, where mm -hmm. it was just all together. It's not a gay wedding. It's just a wedding. And so I wanted yeah. to fill that void and launched Love, Inc. And um, we're still at it today. We've grown into a the blog, the print publication. Um, we have a podcast. So very much like you, uh, trying to hit yeah. all those platforms. <laughs> Um, you know, have, I was hoping yeah. it'd be a, a moot point by now, you know, with, <laughs> with equality, but, um, it's still very much an issue. It's still very much needed. Um, education is very much needed in the industry. So that's kind of Absolutely. my little niche in our big world. <laughs> that's so amazing. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. There just needs to be a little bit of more education regarding different you know, words we are using and how to be totally inclusive. Yeah. So what would you say that inspires you in your business and daily life the most? I mean, the couples and the love stories. Um, oh, yeah. You know, all the fun pretty is is really great. But I mean, especially after this year that we've had, I think it really hit home like the true meaning of a wedding and the true purpose of a wedding. And 
all the pretty is great, but at the end of the day, the love story is is what's important and and the mm-hmm. relationship. And um, I've always been very drawn to that on Love Inc. Um, we feature, of course, like the details matter. You know, everyone mm-hmm. loves to see a great bouquet or a great installation. But um, I've also featured weddings that that didn't have that, that were just very simple elopements, mm-hmm. but they have a very powerful love story. And so I've always been very drawn to and very inspired by that. Um, and luckily my readers, my readers love it as much as I do, because uh, it's not, you know, some of the most popular features that we've had have been very minimal with the decor. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, you know, anytime that I hear someone was inspired by a love story um, that they found on Love Inc. or have, you know, all the couples that share their love stories with me, I'm just, it keeps me going. And being a resource for um, and representation of, of LGBTQ plus couples, having that feedback from them saying that, you know, they very much appreciated loving being a space for them where they could see their own love in our pages. Um, that's, that's what drives it home for me. That's why I do what I do. Um, and it's, it's something that keeps me going. And, you know, like we said, it's, it's a very isolating world. So (laughs) (laughs) anything that can keep us going is, is what powers us through. Yeah, exactly. I totally can relate with you. And I also am very, Uh, much driven by the love story as you said not so much about you know the decor and obviously everything of decor is lovely I'm very much um, in love with the different kind of weddings like not the typical you know uh, cookie cutter weddings let's say but some that some weddings that are a little bit different you know that, that the couple truly expresses who they are yes, you know so yes uh, the little details that make it special yeah that's uh exactly the point of the whole thing absolutely to show. and i mm. love that couples are doing that more um in the last yeah. you know five six seven years they've really been infusing their little you know whatever it may be, little inside jokes or yeah. past trips or, you know, any any part of their love story, they've been infusing it into the decor and bringing it to life on their wedding day. And it's so fun to see because that's exactly like you said, that's what it's about. That's what um, a wedding should be is just basically a celebration of them. Totally. And sometimes we feel like, for instance, for my wedding as well, um, we feel like we need to have certain, you know, traditions and need to follow certain uh, steps for the wedding. But really, it's not about that, you know. Okay, yes, maybe some grandmother will be offended because there was no, I don't know, live music or whatever. (laughs) But uh, I think that's not so important anymore. And What's important is that the couple expresses, you know, what do they like, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking trends. So, couples, you yeah, know, t- <laughs> take these we're trends and make them your yeah. own. <laughs> Don't do them just because they're trending. <laughs> exactly. So, let's elaborate on the wedding trends that you see picking up in 2020 and beyond. Well, what was interesting about the trends coming up and and the the ones that we've seen this past year is that usually with trends, and I know you know this, it it takes a few seasons for them to really like make an impact. But Mm -hmm. because of the climate that we're facing with the pandemic, we have seen these trends just like just happen out of you know <laughs> yeah after a couple months, it's like it they were born out of necessity, um and. 
depending on where you're where you're at, you know, they're sticking around. They're sticking around for style. Um, they're sticking mm-hmm. around because that has become a shift in the industry mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, so some of the ones that I'm I'm seeing and these. The ones I'm talking about these is like more of shifts. So there's a difference between trends and and shifts. Trends Mm -hmm. last for a couple of seasons. um, And then shifts are the entire industry shifting. And this is is how it's going to be moving forward for years and years and years to come. So Mm -hmm. a lot of – and both, you know, both trends and shifts were affected by the pandemic. So the biggest thing I feel are micro weddings. Micro mm-hmm. weddings, um, these were actually on the rise pre-pandemic. So this is a wedding that is about 50 people or less. Obviously, COVID caused them to skyrocket in popularity. Yeah. But they were already on the rise. So now we're seeing them kind of just front and center. And what people realized is just the beauty of micro weddings is that you can really custom curate this amazing guest experience because you were – your dollar stretches so much further with a micro wedding. You're not spending, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred dollars on two hundred guests. That hundred dollars goes so much yeah. further um, with with fifty guests or or thirty guests. So mm-hmm. you're creating these amazing luxury experiences with guests, and you know the guest experience is something that couples are prioritizing now. So I'm definitely seeing micro weddings be a big shift um, in in our wedding world, and I definitely see it becoming you know the norm moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Another shift is eco-friendliness. You know, couples are are really prioritizing it. Um, electric vehicles for guest transportation, venues that are fueled oh, yeah. by solar power, food from sustainable farms, all of these, you know, efforts that are being made. Um, couples are seeking vendors who, who have made that effort in their mm-hmm. business. Um, so if, you know, if you're – pro who is who's listening to this definitely you know look into what you can do to to eliminate or lessen your carbon footprint because um that's what couples are looking for this is important for them for the younger millennials and for gen z um we want to protect our earth and um so eco-friendliness is is definitely a big shift and um also with covid we saw just how much we can do online so um, technology is going to continue, even though, you know, fingers crossed, we won't have a need for Zoom weddings <laughs> and live streaming in 2022, oh, yeah. 2023. But, you know, it really showed us that that it's doable. So mm-hmm. you're always going to have someone who is elderly or someone who is sick or they have kids and they can't take time away, um, especially if you're doing like a destination wedding. Yeah, exactly. Um, having that live streaming option is really, really great because they can still, you know, be a part of your special day and and witness it. So though there may not be a need for everybody to be on Zoom, I definitely see people um, incorporating that into their wedding ceremony moving forward just for those Mm -hmm. guests who are unable to make it to the event itself. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. As you said, for destination weddings, that I think is one of the more welcoming trends, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be a great uh, add-on because usually destination weddings are smaller groups, around 50, 80 people. So it's uh, a nice idea to include also the rest of the people that couldn't travel in general, not just due to COVID, but uh, you know, for any reason. <laughs> 
Definitely. Definitely. Um, and I'm also seeing couples being very, very intentional with their wedding choices. So that again, like includes eco-friendliness, but also mm-hmm. the vendors that they're partnering with. So for me specifically, you know, just because of my niche in this space, um, mm-hmm. Even hetero couples are ensuring that the vendors that they're working with are LGBTQ inclusive. Really? Mm. Um, they're being intentional with, you know, again, the eco-friendliness, um, partnering with vendors who give back to charities and nonprofits as part of their business mm-hmm. model. Um, mm-hmm. This is all just so, so important. I think Gen Z and younger millennials are just very hyper aware of, of the issues and, they're using their wedding as a platform to to support that and you know make a difference and i think there's something really really beautiful about that because mm-hmm. it's just you know it makes their wedding bigger than them which is really special um so that's definitely a shift that i'm seeing um moving forward and then trends there's you know a lot of really great trends but you know again they were born out of necessity so we just saw them <laughs> like suddenly happen um at home weddings i see happening um continuing through at least 2023 um here mm-hmm. in the states like venues were having like what's considered a wedding boom because you know weddings are are now back on but now we're trying mm-hmm. to crunch like four seasons <laughs> into one season. Yeah. So venues are booked through 2023 um, at, in some places. And so, mm-hmm. you know, couples are doing the at-home wedding and backyard wedding again, um, you know, continue doing that. And another thing we saw was um, wedding bo- welcome boxes got really big in 2020. And I know for destination mm-hmm. weddings, this is huge for you guys. Um, yeah. Guests were, you know – sending when the zoom weddings were happening guests were sending mm-hmm. wedding boxes because that was one of the very few details that they could have you know with having that touch point with their wedding um so i don't see you know they're getting very elaborate with their welcome boxes um yeah. and they're being very Can intentional you- of what's included so local goods are always like a favorite choice mm-hmm. um you know snacks and and couples favorite beverages and just little you know, little things here and there from that are pulled from their love story. Um, it, you know, with it being a very big expense, you know, welcome boxes, especially yeah. of the level that couples are doing them right now, um, it gets very expensive. So I don't see that being a long-term trend, but mm-hmm. I definitely see it sticking around for a few seasons. Wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. good idea. As you said, also for the destination weddings, like, zoom weddings the ones that can't actually attend you know to get a little bit of a, a treat uh, you know from the wedding let's say as you said the local produce or mm-hmm. um i don't know olive oil <laughs> and the the typical stuff from greece let's say uh it would be a nice um like a nice little treat for the guests that couldn't attend absolutely absolutely it gives them a little taste from where you are so yeah. um yeah very popular for destination weddings Um, I'm also seeing smaller wedding parties. Um, So couples, you know, they obviously had to reduce their wedding party count due to COVID. So we saw Mm -hmm. a lot of wedding parties be, you know, two, maybe three bridesmaids or groomsmen or Mm -hmm. bridesmen or, you know, whomever, whatever the label was that they were using. Um, 
And, you know, we, we often see friends within the same circle get married like a few years of each other typically. So mm-hmm. I expect this trend to continue for a few more years at least because the friends are going to follow suit after – their friends. So like, I, you know, if you're going to, if you're in a wedding and you are one of three bridesmaids, you're probably going to have this around the same. Um, so that's definitely a trend that I'm seeing and, you know, smaller is better. Sometimes less drama. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. And what do you see in the terms of the core? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm seeing a lot of dried florals happening, um, which mm-hmm. is really cool. It's very, it's definitely like a creative take on floral design. Um, mm-hmm. It's eco-friendly, which is which is great. And, you know, this kind of stemmed, I, I saw this trend growing pre-pandemic, but um, kind of rose quickly in this last oh, yeah. year. Um, because couples were having multiple celebrations. So I've seen, you know, couples take these beautiful dried florals and use them for mm-hmm. their COVID Zoom wedding and then used it for their mini-money. And then now they're using it again for their huge celebration. So it's, you know, having like this bouquet that follows them through the multiple mm-hmm. celebrations that they've had. Um there's a sentimental value added to it. Um, mm-hmm. So I've definitely seen that grow as well as the artificial floral options. Those have definitely mm. gotten a lot better than they used to be. <laughs> they don't look waxy. Yeah. They're very realistic. Um, again, this is an eco-friendly option, which is amazing. Um, and it's usually a, a very like – it's a very budget-savvy option as well. Um, so I'm definitely seeing those two – items trending. And we're also seeing um, entertainment alternatives. I actually, for our Mm -hmm. next issue, I have a huge, um, just a whole piece on this specifically is just Mm -hmm. these elevated entertainment. So beyond like the DJ and band, we have costume greeters, um, magicians, these luxury acts. And I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever been to Engage, the Wedding Summit Engage. No. Um, so for for listeners, Engage is like this very luxury, very high-end wedding conference that industry yeah. um, folks go to. They were and supposed I've, to come to Greece this year, but they, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> And so I've been seeing these acts happen at places like yeah. that, like the Not yeah. Gala. I've been seeing this, you know, in these very high-end luxury conferences happening. But now we're starting to see this trend filter down into weddings themselves. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, you know, on the higher budget scale, but um, it's really fun. And in a time where, you know, you don't, a lot of people still are not comfortable with a packed dance floor. Like I see, yeah. I see packed dance floors and I have like many anxiety attacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, so having these alternative entertainment um, options kind of just fills in those spaces where needed. And it's cool. Like it's, it's a wow moment for guests. It's really fun. Yeah. And um, so they're definitely moving more mainstream, which is, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Here in Greece, we also have like, not only now as a trend, but uh, in general, it's like a thing to hire like local dancers or whatever, you know, or bazooka singers. Specialty acts. And um, yeah, like I said, it just kind of takes it to the next level. Um, It gives it like this 
TikTok moment or Instagram moment. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I'm also seeing like we saw tents becoming huge. I mean, oh, yes. tents have always been kind of like a plan yeah. B option. Tents are the new ballroom. They are the yeah. plan A now. We with outdoor weddings being our only option for mm -hmm. so long. Um, I've seen creatives just really push the envelope on tent design. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing seeing what they've been able to do. And so we're seeing couples, you know, opting for that outdoor ceremony with the reception being inside of a tent, regardless mm -hmm. of the weather. You know, it's a beautiful day, yeah. but they still want a tent. So um, we're definitely seeing tents move from this – you know, plan B, we're going to yeah. do it just, you know, have it just in case it rains to being, you know, plan A, this is our wedding design that we're Absolutely, going with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually hearing your outdoor weddings are like a standard. I mean, because usually weddings are happening in summer and here it's very hot. So usually that they happen later at night and most of the venues just have a large outdoor patio or something, especially in Santorini with the lovely terraces. So, yeah, now they're very popular here, these uh, fairy light tents. They're not actually tents, but so oh. there's no nothing actually covering, but uh, there's oh. just a lot of fairy lights over the table. I see photos of that. That sounds beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. If you just, you know, search for Santorini wedding, you will surely find <laughs> lots of fairy lights. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it gives this, you know, romantic mood because... Um, you know, dinner is at night and then you're just sitting under this, uh, you know, fairy light structure. So it's super yeah. romantic. Oh my God, that sounds so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely here now, big thing, like uh, two years now. Okay. Um, and definitely, as you said, the pampas and the dry florals, these are now, uh, you know, for many years happening. Uh, and another trend that I'm seeing is like... Um, flower explosion <laughs> like a lot of flowers on the table overflowing tables with florals like before we had these floral runners on the table mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now it's more of a like organic I don't know construction of floral arrangements if that makes sense mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like purposefully like messy looking or it's just like yeah it's made to look like you just stumbled upon this beautiful organic exactly. growth um yeah. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that. And it's it's funny because I'm seeing that people either are going very minimalist or very over mm -hmm. the top. Like exactly, it's, it's yeah. one or the other. There's not a ton in between. It's like, well, <laughs> we've been waiting and planning this wedding for three years Exactly, now. yeah. Like we're going to go all out. We had to postpone multiple times. Like we're going to go, we're going to go big. Um, or people are just like, I don't want to plan anymore. <laughs> I'm scaling yeah, down. I just want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because due to smaller number of people, like if you have, I don't know, 20 people at your wedding, I think this is mo very doable to have it like is. elaborate floral table, you know? It is. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I love about micro weddings is how detail oriented that you can get. Cause like mm -hmm. I said earlier, you know, your budget um, you can stretch that dollar so much further with, um, yeah. with micro weddings and just really create this magical experience that you would not have been able to do with, you know, 200, 250 guests. 
Absolutely. And also what we are seeing here, uh, food is very important. It's yes. becoming very important. Okay, food was always important, let's say. But uh, um, I think couples are much more orientated to what they're serving, like that it's locally produced, organic, or, uh, you know, locally sourced, uh, especially if uh, they're having an island wedding where maybe some dishes are just not available. So yeah. they are like, okay, with having less dishes maybe, but as long as they are locally sourced. Uh, so that's also becoming a thing very much, yeah. And I think, you know, you bring up a great point about being locally sourced. Um, not only is it, you know, you're being intentional, of course, with your menu, mm -hmm. but um, you also have to think about like where we are currently, like shipping stuff in, freight and yeah. all that. Like it is, the pricing has gone so like mm -hmm. just it's outrageous now because yeah. of, you know, COVID and shortages and that sort of thing. So anything that you're having to ship in, if we're talking, you know, especially like destination weddings on islands and stuff, um, mm -hmm. florals and food, definitely like source locally if you can, because a, you know, shipments can heaven forbid get delayed. Um, but also mm -hmm. it's just crazy expensive, which is going to just increase the pricing for you mm -hmm. by a ton. So, um, local is not only like good because you want to support the local community, but also just like logistically and budget wise, um, it's the smarter, mm -hmm. smarter thing to do. Absolutely. You're so right. Um, do you see any changes in color? Um, I'm seeing a lot of kind of, I don't want to say like fall colors because it's very seasonal, mm -hmm. but just definitely like some, like a lot of like tans and browns, um, mm -hmm. which sounds weird just like speaking it, but it's very yeah. beautiful. Olives. Natural. Um, yeah. Burnt mm -hmm. oranges. Yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Just very like inspired by nature is the mm -hmm. palette that I'm seeing. Um, more and more of which um i personally love that's like what i'm just drawn yeah. to in my everyday like wardrobe and design yeah. style um but definitely like seeing kind of more of this you know earth driven hues mm -hmm. absolutely i have a feeling like we went from this white and blush weddings uh, to uh you know bling with lots of you know silver and gold and mm -hmm. then we went to purples and blues and now we are back to nature like it's yeah uh, lovely I'm, still, yeah. I'm definitely like still seeing the bright colors um i think a lot of couples are going to be doing a lot of bright colors as well um just because like you know it's like we're coming out of this pandemic and and let's just go big and bright and and it's, yeah reason to be happy um so i think we're we're gonna see these nature inspired palettes as well as like those bright hues the the like yellow yellows yeah. and, and mm. bright oranges and and purples um we were i was seeing that kind of start to grow pre-pandemic anyways um but again i think mm -hmm. the pandemic just kind of like lifted it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh do you see any changes in wedding cakes maybe and desserts in general um wedding cakes yeah i think we're gonna continue seeing the mini cakes being done um mm -hmm. like all things mini are like hot right now so yeah. cakes sliders you know any kind of food related item any if you can make it mini people love it so i feel like we're gonna continue seeing the mini cakes just because it makes sense in 
the world that we're in right now. So mm -hmm. this is, you know, this can be like the mini cake for the couple to cut into and then you serve I mean, my tip is to serve from a sheet cake in the back because that's mm -hmm. cheaper <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just yeah. have the same flavor um, as what the, you know, as the cake that you're cutting into as a couple. Um, but also like I'm seeing the little like individual cakes, like little tiny mm -hmm. mini cakes that are individually sized. Um, I've seen that becoming popular out of COVID, but just also because of that, like it's cute, people love it. So I see mm -hmm. that sticking around. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I think uh, personalized mini cakes, as you said, are so cool. And I think as as we said before, with a smaller wedding, it's so doable. Like it's not yeah. even a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, do you have any other trends that we forgot maybe? No, I don't think so. Weekday weddings. I see weekday oh. weddings continuing. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with, you know, when we're talking destination weddings, like weekday is great because people are traveling anyways um, and they want yeah. to make it as, you know, treat it as a vacation. They want, they're going to be spending extra days there. So um, actually you know, here, weekday weddings are a norm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure it was like a norm even before COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before. So we're definitely seeing um, weekday weddings become the norm, even for domestic uh, domestic mm -hmm. events, um, just because they have to. <laughs> if they want to get married yeah. in the next five years, they've got to they've got to do a Thursday because the venues are booked out. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, no, here in Greece in general, like there's a lot of weddings happening every day, mm -hmm. and sometimes you know multiple per day. So, um, yeah, definitely weekdays are just normal here. Nothing special. Yeah. Um, another trend that I'm uh, seeing is personalized, um, actually not personalized, but more thoughtful favors for the guests. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that people have started thinking a little bit how to minimize the impact, as you said, more eco-friendly. And instead of, you know, giving some personalized gift that uh, people just leave or forget or whatever, don't use, especially with the destination weddings, because, you know, you can't really, you know, carry things with you, right. a lot of things. Yeah. So uh, I think I see these uh, a little bit of a shift in that, like a lot of couples give to charity in the name of the, you know, of the guests or um, something easier to carry let's say or something that they can use during their trip to Greece like mm -hmm. I don't know um sun tanning kit or something yeah. like that you know yeah. and uh, um anything edible is always good yes you can like get a little edible treat of like a local snack or something that's always mm -hmm. appreciated because yeah no one wants like just the crap stuff that they have yeah. to schlep home <laughs> and we'll never use it, put it in a box and never see exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also I think, okay, we're all a little bit vain, so we want our name to be shown, you know, like for the wedding. But I think that, you know, you have to think about the guests. Yes. Like the guests don't really want to be seeing your name yes. <laughs> on whatever gift. Use your money in better ways. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're not exactly. going to use that koozie beyond your wedding day. <laughs> exactly. I think this is becoming more, uh, couples are becoming more aware of this, I think. Yeah. And there is a little bit of a shift in this uh, department as well. Yeah, I definitely see that as well. And I'm really excited to see what's next. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell us a little bit more what you're currently working on. 
Ooh, well, we are currently closing out finally our next issue. I feel like this has um, been <laughs> processed for the last year. Um, so yeah. this was this issue was supposed to launch in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we were, I mean, I was done with it except for our big fashion editorial shoot, which was scheduled mm-hmm. for March 2020, which um, I'm US based. And that is when our entire world shut down. Mm-hmm. So I had to postpone the fashion shoot and postpone again and pe- postpone again. Finally, I just had to cancel it. We were um, finally able to do it la- this past June. So a couple mm-hmm. months ago, finally able to do it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> in that time, our world shifted so much that I basically had to scrap the entire issue because it was not applicable oh, no. anymore. <laughs> oh, no. So um, – or heavily edit pieces. So like all the real wedding content um, yeah. and trend pieces were no longer applicable in our oh, yeah. post-COVID world. So I basically had to scrap uh. the entire issue um, and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally um, – putting the last few articles together and um, it's, it's in layout right now and, and we'll hopefully be pushing that out in the next few weeks, which I'm really excited about because I feel like this has been (laughs) a very long project. Um, I also had, I also got pregnant and gave birth uh, to twins in that time. So there was just like a lot going on last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, plus all the rest. Plus, but yeah, plus I the love, pandemic, yeah. you know. <laughs> plus, yeah. And I have a all four-year-old, so I, I you oh, know, no. half the year I was had unexpected, you know, working from oh, home yeah. with a kid, yeah. um, with a toddler. So yes, it was just, and school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the yeah. issue was put on pause for for a while, and then um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was able to start kind of diving back in a few months ago, and. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be getting it out in the next um next month. So that's that's the big big project. Um and then we will I'll start, you know, season three of our podcast will be launching um mm-hmm. in January. And oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. So just, you know, keep keeping on churning out that content as you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. And um is do you issue once a year the magazine? Yes, usually once mm-hmm. a year. <laughs> okay. Is it yeah. uh, available also online digitally or just in print? So, yeah. So if um, we have in the past had it available for free online, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to charge this year just because um, just, you know, mm-hmm. how, how much work goes into it. Like it's just I, know, I, totally. I can't yeah. afford to, you know, just give mm-hmm. it away. Um, so you, you know, if you go to our site, like our past issues are, are available Mm -hmm. for free. Um, and then it'll be available for purchase both digitally and, and print from lovingshop.com. That's amazing. And who can submit to you? Like if there are couples that are listening to us now or also professionals, um, they would like to be featured in your magazine. So what is the process? Yeah. So, um, Typically, the photographer is the one who submits, um, but we've definitely gotten couples submit. Uh, we just have to make sure that the photographer has okayed it because, 
you know, yeah. photographers to, to, yeah. own the copyright. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we've had planners submit, we've had venues submit, but for the most, like I would say 75%, 80% of the weddings mm-hmm. that we receive um, are from the photographers. Um, but yeah, we have a submissions platform that we use. It's called Submittable. Um, so mm-hmm. if you go to our page on lovingmag.com and um, click on the how to submit link, it mm-hmm. shows, you know, the link to submit yeah. and then what we look for um, and our guidelines, which every publication has their yeah, different, own different yeah. guidelines. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if you, if you want to be featured, you know, take a peek at that and make sure that it's a fit for our publication. And then if it is, would love to see it <laughs> yeah do you feature also weddings from abroad or just usa based or oh, how... yeah we ap- we definitely yeah. we've um we featured a few greece weddings oh, um maybe. yeah I've, I've got some amazing um weddings from from greece and then the uk and canada i mean ireland all over all yeah. over yeah. yeah 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 like our our Perfect. audience is largely us but we've definitely mm-hmm. um have readers all across the world yeah yeah totally that's amazing um and uh, uh what content can uh brides and readers find in your magazine so for the magazine um we have you know educational and inspirational content so um mm-hmm. for our next issue for example i'll just kind of give you like a little sneak <laughs> yeah yes um, please <laughs> We have um, actually cannabis um, is growing and uh, is becoming legalized across the U.S. Mm-hmm. and people are using it in their weddings. Um, so with really? like, yeah, so people are having bud bars. Um, they're Whoa. incorporating THC into their floral arrangements. Um, it's really cool, but there's a lot Whoa. of guidelines to abide and it goes mm-hmm. you know state to state so we have mm-hmm. a very huge article on you know cannabis weddings and and the guide yeah. for that um so i'm excited for that one we're talking about wedding worthy mocktails um mm. so mocktails i'm seeing um become more popular because um people are asking for lower abv um or non-alcoholic Mm-hmm. drinks and we're seeing these craft cocktails sans booze so craft mocktails yeah. happening um which is really exciting um because people are drink aren't drinking as much anymore um whether it's you know regardless mm-hmm. of of the reason their reasoning um we're mm-hmm. just seeing like younger millennials and gen z just not partake in, in alcohol as much as you know past generations That's interesting mm-hmm. yeah so we have um a piece on that with um, some amazing mocktail recipes that, I mean, these are, these are cocktail craft yeah. level. Um, yeah. It's not just like, you know, soda, <laughs> soda yeah. water and, and lime. It's, it's, yeah. you know, the, the thought is put forth into these as much as, as a cocktail. Amazing. Yeah. Um, how the wedding planning timeline has changed. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking mm-hmm. at, what you should be doing 12 months out, what you should be doing nine months out and how that's changed since the pandemic and since the wedding boom. So, you know, for example, 
you would have booked your venue about 12 months out, but mm -hmm. now you want to do it even earlier if you can. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we kind of go into each of the professions and when you should be booking now that we're in the middle of a wedding boom. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I get, like I mentioned earlier, um, just that yeah. elevated entertainment and ideas for that. Um, how to get sleep and and tips for getting sleep for the you know leading up yeah. to your wedding day um let's that see. is so important yeah shoes that come in larger sizes um mm. that are wedding worthy so specifically for this this piece is is for anyone of course but I created it specifically with um, our trans readership in mind. Mm -hmm. um, trans women just have a really hard time finding shoes that fit Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, they're kind of, it's either like drag queen, boots, yeah. or, you know, there's just not a lot of options. So I yeah. scoured the, uh, the world of shoes to find brands that have um, extra larger sizes that mm -hmm. are just beautiful heels that are worth, um, worth the aisle walk. Yeah. Um, and then we're, <laughs> Those are some. yeah. And then we're spotlighting this really cool, um, amazing new designer. Um, it's called Queera Wang. This is, you know, their focus is LGBTQ <laughs> inclusive wedding designs and fashion designs. Um, and so we have a really great profile on him. His name is yeah, Curtis Castle. Um, and the gorgeous designs that he's created. Um, so he's definitely like kind of that's new amazing. on the scene, but I always love yeah. featuring, um, you know, people who haven't interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like people who are new on the scene and, and haven't gotten super popular yet. It's always yeah. good to, to spotlight them. So stars in the making. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. He's definitely going to be, yeah, <laughs> he's going to be big. Um, amazing. I'm excited to see his journey unfold. Did you see the series Pose? I've watched a few episodes yeah. um, with three kids. I don't get a lot of TV time, okay. but <laughs> must... I, I've loved what I what I see. Yeah, you must so see actually, the he, end. Yeah, he dresses. He dress. He is dressed Billy Porter. Oh really? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, as a wedding professional and editor, you need to see the the last uh, episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a wedding in there and I think it's just so beautiful and yeah, you definitely have to see it. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> I won't give any spoilers. I'll make my way through the season. It'll probably take five years, but. <laughs> yeah, or just skip to the wedding. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you have any last advice for any destination brides or grooms? Um, just do you, you know, like we, we talked mm -hmm. about trends today, um, which I think are, you know, is great as a guideline and foundation, but make sure the wedding reflects you and, and do what makes sense for you and, and your love story. A great advice. So <laughs> where can people find you? So my site is loveincmag.com. And mm -hmm. you can find me on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all the things, Pinterest, <laughs> at Love Inc. Mag across all those social platforms. Perfect. I'll definitely go and follow all. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It was lovely talking to you. And it was so inspiring to hear, you know, a little bit of different side of weddings and wedding uh, planning and different trends that we don't see here thank you so much for coming and hope to chat soon again yeah definitely thanks so much for having me
This episode is sponsored by Submit My Wedding. Submit My Wedding is the first resource for engaged couples and newlyweds that walks them through the real wedding submission process. Submit My Wedding is the creation of wedding publicists, OFD Consulting, who have submitted hundreds of real weddings to blogs and publications in the last decade. As a bonus, customers who purchase the Real Wedding Submission Bundle will be invited to ongoing office hours with the OFD publicity team. Thanks for listening to LWED Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to Elwood Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to elwood.com podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwood magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwood.com magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwe.com.